Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. Welcome to our podcast, Be You, Find Happy. Real life conversations about life and the pursuit of happiness. Hello, podcast fans, and welcome back. This week, I have Quinn from at Ever Changing Horizon on Instagram and his life story, his experiences to get where he is today, and his photography is Nat Geo status. Just truly fantastic and amazing. He is living a wild and free and happy life, and he shares some really incredible tips on how to get in touch with your unique you and be the best you you can be. Check it out. Hello. Hey, is this Michaela? It is. Quinn, so glad to connect. Yeah, me too. So tell me, are you still in the Arctic? Just got back. Um, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, just outside of uh, Rainier National Park. Oh, I flew right over you today. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I went I went through Seattle um, about, I don't know, I think 9 a.m. And then landed in Ketchikan and then took a Cessna 210 to Prince of Wales. And wow. literally, it was like torrential downpour, couldn't see the ground the whole time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it was sporty. It was sporty. I Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like when you're in a jumbo jet, it's different than being in like a tiny yeah. airplane. <laughs> For sure. Especially because I have no idea like what is happening at all. So, you know, I feel like the control freak in me is like, this is not comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I took some of those small planes last um, week too. But luckily we had good views the whole time. No bad weather. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. So I have to just start by saying, you know, utterly over the top impressed with your Instagram. It's amazing. Uh, you've, you've been to some super incredible places. Like every, every time I, um, see a post from you, I'm like, Whoa, where is he now? This is, this is fantastic. Like dream really? IG for wow, sure. That's, that's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where are you based out of though? Are you, are you Cal California or United um, States or? So it keeps changing. Um, when I got started, I was in Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for eight years and uh okay so yeah first off was hawaii then now it's semi california but literally right now it's portland and an overarching theme of i live out of a van (laughs) so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you shoot you cut out there what was that I said that you see a lot of the van life um, on Instagram. Is it all that it's cut out to be? Do you think it's like as glamorous as people make it look? I mean, I think I'm kind of still in the honeymoon phase of van life, uh, especially because I just finished a new van. This is my third van. So, yeah, like I would. It's everything that it's worth. It's really like kind of what you put into it in terms of money and like your own blood, sweat and tears. If you're going to convert your own van, like I put months of work into this one. So I think it just feels that much better to sleep in your own creation. And it's so comfy and homey. And even in the middle of like, you know, a Walmart parking lot, I feel so at home and and happy, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is so important i guess when you do it full time like i've been doing it full time for 
almost almost five years now. Wow. So I oh. when I when I was a kid, my parents sold like everything that we owned. This was in the in the nineties and bought a twenty seven foot fifth wheel and moved us up to the Sierra Nevadas and we lived with no electricity and no running water. And uh for wow. yeah. So it was like not cool back then at all. <laughs> I'm like they were no. just like 20 years too early <laughs> now yeah. it's like hip and well, awesome and you know totally i i think it's one of those things if you make the decision it's really cool but maybe if you're not making the decision it's your parents that kind of like throw you from your house into a into a car and yeah. or a trailer yeah it might <laughs> not be have the same effect you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely My, it, mindset is everything for sure so um i noticed that though i did see your post that you know i've seen that the um and maybe it's on your insta stories but of the progression of the van so that's been really kind of cool to see and um i think it's neat that oh yeah that they're there are people and I think that more and more these days you see it on social media that are finding happiness in ways outside of material things. You know what I mean? Like the memories and the adventures and that sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a, a new wave of, I guess, consciousness or conscious living, conscious decision-making and all that. And I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely riding that wave right now. So yeah, absolutely. Simplicity. <laughs> yeah. So so you share, um, you share a ton of photo tips and tricks and all of that. Do you think you could like give me a little backstory on on who you are and how you got started and, and, and how photography has kind of shaped its way in your life? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> Trying to think of, <laughs> of the way to tackle that one. Um, yeah. So I never started out as wanting to be a photographer. Um, not that I didn't want to be a photographer, but I didn't really see it as a, a viable option for a career. Um, I, I didn't really own a camera until I started this, I guess, like five years ago. So it, it wasn't huh. something I grew up with. <laughs> Seriously? Um, wow. Yeah, it wasn't something that like I grew up around. I didn't grow up in an artsy family at all. It was, it was all business-minded. And not only my immediate family, I just didn't have any artsy uh, influences in my life at all. Um, that being said, I was definitely kind of drawn to it. And I, I took a lot of art classes in high school and in my first year of college. Um, so, yeah, so my photography journey wasn't so much an intentional one. Um, so... I guess it all kind of started um, when I made my first intentional selfish decision, I would say. Um, by that, I mean, like, I, I decided to take a road trip, like a bucket list road trip that I never thought I'd be able to take maybe until I was like 65 years old. But somehow the time opened up where I was in between jobs and stuff and and I had the right car that got the best gas mileage that I could potentially do this like massive bucket list road trip. But it would be six months that I wouldn't be working, that I'd put off my career and potentially lose my ability to go back to the accounting career that I had. Wow. Um, so it was a really tough decision. And nobody's other than this one friend that I made. Um, that was like my road trip buddy. 
Um, so yeah, like telling my parents that I'm going to go do it. I didn't really know how long it would be. Turned out to be six months. And it was just this unimaginable, unforeseen power when I finally made that like conscious decision, like I'm doing this for me. Um, I don't really care if, you know, you support me, mom and dad, or like anyone around me, you know, it was just kind of like this selfish decision that felt wrong at the time. But right when I made it, it felt super right. Um, and this is when my photography kind of started. Okay. Um, when I when I made that conscious decision, like I just I've never seen the Pacific Northwest. Like I got to see that. You wow. Know? And I got to see Canada. Like I've never been to Canada. I've never been down through Mexico. Like, can you drive through Mexico? Can you drive from the states to Belize? It looks like there's a road that connects there. <laughs> there is, isn't there? Because I've, I've really... heard some stories about that, actually. Yeah, and, and I hear more and more now. But <laughs> at the time, like, in my 25-year-old mind, it was like, yeah, I just wonder if that can be done and things like that. So so let um, me so just... let me ask you this. I'm gonna, I, I want to interrupt you to ask you this. So a lot of people, you know, they're feeling like super spent in their jobs or they hate the career that they chose and they feel stuck and they feel like they have no other option. And they talk about, you know, packing a bag and just disappearing for a while. What was your I mean, I know you talked about that it was something you had said you'd always wanted to do and expected it to happen when you were like 65. So I know there was like a some sort of a motivating mm-hmm. like I want want to see the United States or see this part of the world or whatever. But, but what was it that drove you to really say, like, regardless of what everyone thinks I need to leave for a while, what do you think was like the, the pushing that happened? That's, that's a pretty easy answer. Um, I didn't go into any of my background, but long story short, I was, I got a divorce. Okay. Um, So all of a sudden, I was in this situation where I had to start over. Okay. Um, And so it it gave me enough uh, push. Like I I was in such a reckless mentality where it's like, man, what do I do now? Like everything that I'd planned. Everything you'd Like basically, you know, my whole business background and, and all kind of like all the classic building blocks that I was lining up to create a stable life all fell over. Hmm. Um, So with with having that clean slate and also being crazy nervous about starting over it was that pushing it it had that pushing effect like well right now i'm starting over like there's no better time than now you know so Mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta do it differently this time and maybe this time i'll actually like add a little bit more of my my own personality and passion into it because why not because wow. even if even if it goes wrong and and nothing comes out of it, it's a cool story, and I mean, I'll just start over again. It's like only six months, you know, because because uh, that's kind of how time works. Like when I put a lot of time, like when I was twenty five, I'd put like seven years into this p- marriage and and potential family and and buying a house and things like that. And when that comes crashing down, it's so devastating. So when I'm starting over now. I mean, might as well dedicate six months to this uh, bucket list trip that will help me get up in the morning and see kind of through the the darkness that I was experiencing 
And if it falls down, it falls down. I'll start over again in six months. What's six months, you know? It's like, it kind of makes me think of when they say on the airplane, like, put your oxygen mask on first. It doesn't sound selfish to me at all. It sounds like it was a, like, almost like a life-saving technique. You know what I mean? It was part of your journey to to heal and recover from, from everything you'd been through. So to me, it sounds like it was... Um, not selfish in the slightest, but maybe other people viewed it that way for sure. Well, yeah, selfish decisions are necessary in the end. Like, I like that. The, you know, the most uh, important people or the most influential people that I know really know themselves. And, and to get to know yourself, you have to make those selfish decisions that are strictly for yourself. Like, I grew up kind of thinking the opposite. Like, to find myself, I got to. I got to do these, all these external things, I guess, like these um, get married and all the the classic things that uh, are lined up for you. But I never really thought about figuring out who I was before it happened. Um, And potentially that maybe my timeline's a little bit different than my parents or whoever else that I'm modeling my future life after, you know? So, um, yeah, I think selfish decisions are necessary. And before you can be influential to other people, you got to figure out what makes you unique and, and valuable, what you can offer to the world, you know? Oh, my gosh, that's like a life quote right there. That needs to be a caption. <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. so poetic. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> so this six month Thanks. journey ended up taking you five years down the road to shooting polar bears in the Arctic. So how did you, how did you kind of get where yeah. you are with photography? Did you, are you self-taught? Did you watch a lot of YouTube videos? How did you, what did you do? Um, on that six month road trip, I was with my friend Kate and uh, I didn't even bring a camera. I had my phone thinking my phone would be just enough, you know, cause I was doing it more so for the experience um, less for the photos at the time. I mean, yeah, we were definitely going to shoot photos and post them on Facebook to like brag to our friends or whatever, but <laughs> I didn't really see much, see much in like Instagram or like a potential future in photography or whatever. But, um, Kate had a, some sort of a, like a crop sensor Canon, like old Canon, uh, DSLR camera. And, uh, I quickly realized that she was a really good photographer. I didn't, didn't realize it until we were in these places and I was trying to shoot all this stuff with my phone and, and maybe I wasn't happy with how it was turning out. Cause some things just don't translate right. to a cell phone. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd turn to Kate and be like, man, this is so cool, but my photos suck. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, really? Like I'm, I'm super happy with how my photos are turning out. She showed me the, what, what she was shooting and, and they were exactly what I was seeing um so right then and there i'm like okay fine maybe maybe like a real big bulky (laughs) camera is worth like carrying around in my backpack you know and Uh, and so she slowly and she she kind of showed you the light of the (laughs) it's so true though oh my gosh i I cannot tell you how many trips i've been on they're like nine miles and you know 1800 foot of elevation gain and i'm like do i really want to do this because i'm just going to be exhausted and sweating at the end and not get any good photos because i'm disgruntled (laughs) (laughs) and then i bring my phone and then i'm pissed off that i don't have my camera and then it's like like a never-ending battle yeah um for sure yeah and then it's a trade-off 
the other thing that's impressive is that that I like that's about you is I feel like you're pretty transparent. You you share exactly what you know, what speed and what mode and what whatever. You're you're very transparent with like how you're taking your photos. So, um, I what inspires you to share like that? Because that's always risky. I think it's probably has something to do with the fact that my job doesn't feel like a job in a lot of ways. I don't feel like I'm adding much value literally to like, sometimes I don't feel like I'm adding much value. You know, like when I was an accountant, I was, I was doing these tasks that need to be done. And it was obvious like, okay, I finished it. Like I did something. It's kind of that sense of accomplishment. And when I'm posting photos, to the insane web of photos that are out there that are seen and then die within, you know, five seconds of. (laughs) So you were saying that the photos that die within five seconds, which is so true, like you get that split second people, everybody has ADHD these days. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, so you got to kind of like approach it in a different way. Maybe, um, you know, a lot of people don't read my captions, I'm sure. Cause I mean, I don't really read captions that often either. So it's like, hmm, it's like a challenge, like an internal challenge for me to write a caption that somebody actually would read. And, and there's like a science to it in my mind. Like the first line has to be like a little bit shocking or like maybe just like um, line up what I'm going to talk about. And so hopefully it grabs somebody and like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm interested in that subject. I'm going to read it and then maybe leave a comment and then I'll comment back and we'll create a dialogue to maybe make it a little bit more social, informational and valuable to a person's life as opposed to just like robot mindless scrolling and double tapping, you know? Um, So much is coming to mind while you're saying that, especially about like the robot like tapping and the way that we've kind of removed the human connection. And you talk a lot about human connection in your, in your posts, at least as long as I've been following you. So how do you think that the interwebs have changed the way that we interact as humans? And, and do you think it's missing or do you think it's better? I mean, it certainly has kind of opened your world a little bit, right? From, from that accounting lifestyle that you were living to, to more of a global view now. Definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think it's made it a lot better and a lot worse. And there's there's ways that you can leverage it into just using it for the better. But um, I guess let me expound on that. Um, growing up in Southern California, I uh, I wasn't really into the party scene and I wasn't really into like the super cutthroat like business. Like I want to like be super successful in business and things like that. Like these are things that I saw prevalent around Southern California. I feel like I probably should have been born in the Pacific Northwest or something like that's more like my, um, my people. So like I spent a lot of time up here. Um, but what I'm getting at is I grew up thinking I was the only one that, you know, that, that wanted to take big long road trips and, wanted to get out into the outdoors and things like that. It just wasn't really, there wasn't like good hikes around where I grew up. So not very many people did it. Um, So what social media has done is kind of connected like-minded people. um, Even if you don't maybe live in the same general vicinity, it's really, really nice to know that there's people out there with your same um, mindset, your same interests and whatnot. So it kind of uh, validates your your own personality and interests and, and connects you with those people. 
Um, and where it becomes an issue is, yeah, you can connect with them online and you can follow them, you can comment with them, whatever. But that's usually where it stops, I think. You know, like it, you just you make di- digital connections, maybe you message back and forth sometimes. And, and that does have some value, just knowing that person's out there and, and supports you in that way. But when it becomes a real positive for the human connection is when you meet up in person and you actually make that make that friend. And I mean, all my really good friends at this point are uh, from social media and, you know, um, and we do stuff together all the time on, on an everyday basis. So uh, there's an inherent like, like scary quality to meeting someone off the internet because you don't really know what's going to happen or, you know, if it could be a bad encounter or something like that. And I get that um, argument a lot, but from what I've found, like I haven't had any issues or or problems. I mean, I'm a guy, so there's that. It's a little different. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But like, I mean, for the most part, the people that I meet, I really like what they put out in the world. I like is like your Instagram page is basically who you wish you were, who you want to be, where you right. where you put your value. Right. And you know, if they're posting that- things that I really like, that's where they put their value. I mean, they might be a little bit older than I expected or younger than I expected or have like a real job or something like that. But it doesn't really <laughs> matter. I'm I'm more right. interested in the person, you know, like and right. where they put their value, which is generally what they post. So I have. I, been... I like the psychology behind that. And I think that you're onto yeah. something. I, th- I think that's absolutely true. I think even though, you know, people say, well, it's all fake or it's make make believe or people are just putting their best foot forward. It's like, yeah, but there's a certain level of like, you can't hide from who you are in a certain, le- you know, when you're sharing photos and things like that, there's a running theme that kind of starts to come out, you know? Yeah. I, I too have met, um, people, as a matter of fact, a couple episodes back, um, I'd been, we'd been following each other for a couple of years and they were making a trek out to the, out to the West coast. And so they were coming through the Sierra Nevadas and I ended up meeting them on a remote trail in desolation wilderness. And then they ended up sleeping in my cab over at my house, (laughs) a little sketch, but it was super fun and they were awesome. And (laughs) it was, it was neat to take it, like you said, from, from being that kind of, you know, we have similar, similar concepts of, of things that we like in life and that sort of thing, and then make a real actual friendship out of it. It was pretty neat process, actually. Cool. And, yeah, and I, I think that movies. it's, I think that it's neat too to, um, to, like you said, that see that there are other people that maybe like hiking and doing long road trips or living in, in a van and things like that too. That's, you know, or for some people, maybe it's, you know, glamour makeup or something like that. But, um, I think that's, that's a neat thing as well, that you can kind of have that connection in that way without having to have like necessarily the, the in-person everyday relationship. Yeah, I think it bridges the gap, like the kind of breaking the ice, the awkward part about meeting people in real life is you kind of have to find that common, you know, ground or whatever. And when you meet someone from basically being interested in what they're interested in, you meet and you're already friends, you already have all this stuff to talk about, you know, you followed along when they took the trip to wherever Hawaii and you, you instantly have all these different topics that you're interested in. So it's been a complete game changer. It just like, 
I'm, I'm not a social person. And then when I started doing all this stuff on, on social media, all of a sudden I kind of became a social person, like almost from an introvert to an extrovert. Um, which, you know, like, I mean, I can speak at least for myself when I, when I felt like an introvert, I always wanted to be an extrovert. It's not like I was happy to like, you know, not have friends or whatever, you know, you always like wish that you had those, those connections and, and social media has given that to me. So, uh, the human connection has completely changed for me just through this weird on, you know, iPhone app. So so crazy. I mean, it's such a different world, you know? So crazy. like you do drone work too yeah i don't do it a ton but yeah there's definitely certain places that are really good with drone i feel Um, like that's a particular talent yeah of any of my equipment my drone suffers the most it malfunctions on me i crash it it gets it gets me in trouble at airports it's just like the most complicated (laughs) piece of equipment that i have so do you stick a gopro on it is that how you do it or do they come with like built-in cameras uh, well, there's different ones. Uh, some of them use GoPro setup, but mine is is all like in body. It has a little camera attached to it already. Oh my gosh! I don't think I could send my camera away from me like that. I might have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, for like sure. And, it being and, up there. Yeah, I've crashed three and lost two, maybe even <sighs> more than that, and. And then like two of them have malfunctioned on me when I'm on a, like a big job and like some random, like it happened in the island of Palau. It's like this small island kind of off the Philippines. And so we were running around on, on this tiny little island. We found the only drone that was on the island and eventually finished the job. But it was a very drone dependent uh, shoot. Some right. places just don't really translate from eye level. Right. Um, and and that was one of them. So it's crucial at times, but it's not like a huge staple of, of every job that I do. Hmm, man, you know, one of the one of the recent posts that you had uh, was a picture. I think it's in Hawaii and uh, maybe not. But I've seen I've seen this particular um, sh- like place before. I don't know where. And um, she looks mm-hmm. like she's hanging off a rock like Alex Honnold style. <laughs> and okay, she's not yeah. like she's four feet above the ground. And you talked about responsibility and kind of like um you know, you ask the question, like, am I responsible for, you know, what I post on here to protect human life as we know it? And there were like a thousand comments back. And I'm curious, what what was your takeaway from all of that, from the whole idea that, you know, because of your followership, that you may have some requirement or responsibility to humans and places too? I think I, so I, I, caption thinking I would get a lot of backlash and people saying yes you need to be responsible you should take this down I can't believe you posted this or whatever you know 
that's what I anticipated. And it was pretty much a resounding, don't let that affect your creative freedom. Cause that, that was like the question that I, I posed at the end of the caption is like, yes, I have that responsibility, but should I let this responsibility restrict my creative freedom? I go back and forth on that. I've definitely posted things um, that I've gotten a lot of hate on that it's promoting like, you know, climbing without ropes, which is the case on that photo that you just referenced. And I've taken it down because of it. You, you um, took it down? I don't. No, 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 not oh. that one. Oh, okay. I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've done it in the past and, and that was the inspiration for the whole caption. Like, Hey, here's another one of those photos that you guys are probably kind of come out and call me out on being like dangerous or irresponsible. Like you're not supposed to do it like this. You're supposed to have ropes, things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it was just how I framed it. Um, but I didn't get any people saying like, yeah, you got to be more responsible. You got to take this down, things like that. That's what I was expecting. But everyone's just like, don't let that affect you. You do you. I think that was like said probably a hundred times of those thousand comments. You <laughs> like, be quote, you. You do you. <laughs> yeah. And that's not necessarily what I was going for or expecting, but I mean, it's, it's nice to, to hear, I guess. It's a good little motto and I think it's prevalent on the social media sphere i follow uh, i follow modern tarzan and um handsome robinson and you know so modern tarzan's obviously doing acrobatic type stuff and then you've got handsome robinson doing highliner stuff and ironically he's from from near my hometown and um you know for me when i'm looking at those sorts of things and some of the imagery that you're you're doing there's a sense that you have a level of expertise that has entitled you to feel like taking the risk. I mean, it's kind of just like today when my father-in-law picked us up in Ketchikan and, you know, I got in the plane with him knowing he's not going to put our lives in unnecessary danger. Like, you know, it's not worth that he would say, let's just stay the night in Ketchikan. We'll fly out tomorrow. Like there's, there's a kind of process that unfolds behind the scenes that people don't see, I feel like. Um, And certainly sometimes accidents happen, but people die in car accidents every day too. So, you know, like, I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think it is your responsibility. I I agree with everybody. I I totally agree with the Mm -hmm. comments that you got there about, not letting it squash your creativity. I th- I think the bigger mm-hmm. I think the bigger topic though is like you know the fact that people will see something like that and then go try to replicate it. <laughs> and it's like, what yeah. the hell are you thinking? You know, there's a certain like Darwin and, factor that kind of comes into. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dar- Darwinism was a huge reference also in, in a lot of people's responses. And, and that's really what I believe. It's just, I don't think people fully understand that replication um, idea. I don't think people fully understand how often I see my shots fully, you know, like pose, location, everything replicated and, and how big of a thing it turns into. So I mean, for that reason, I don't geotag and things like that because I don't know what it is, but there's this strong desire for people to like fully replicate certain images. And, and for me, it's like, it's the opposite. Like if I see an image, it's like, wow, what does this image mean to me? Why is it so good? And how can I apply that to something else? 
Right. You know, like right, take exactly. the bigger concept, you know, and, and that's like where I get the inspiration. It's not so much like, whoa, where is this? No, like I'm going to go GPS exactly there and not copy the general it. area. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like, what time of day is this or what time of year? And like, you know, uh, what what's that jacket and like all this specific information like, uh, yeah, that stuff. I mean, it's it's going to continue to happen. And that's just the nature of it. But uh, that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say that, like um, with Alex Honnell and and Handsome Robinson, Ryan's a good buddy of mine, like. I don't think very many people are going to be inspired to literally walk, uh, you know, with like a 4,000 foot drop underneath of you in China or something. So that's like the beauty of his, of his like niche is that it's so technical and it looks so intense and hard that nobody's going to do that. But with my images, lots of times there's, there's the shot right in front of you. And Mm -hmm. you don't know if those rocks are loose. You don't know if, if it's actually that dangerous but quinn did it so that's that's me validating this dangerous behavior um and and that's kind of like the side that i was representing because yeah even though that that particular shot you're referring to there is ground four feet below um i mean there's also a drop like a hundred foot drop like a foot away from that ground four feet below so it is dangerous in some ways it's not nearly as dangerous as it looks right um and there's definitely a lot of my images that actually are really dangerous um but i feel comfortable doing it i've always been really into heights um and and lots of times i'm putting myself at risk as the photographer more than the model you know or uh, like and that's the part you don't really do um that's not really represented in the photo. I, yeah, um, I'm not sure how, yeah. I mean, I think about like, even I live near the American river. Um, and every year, you know, we, we tell people, people that are visiting and whatever, you know, everybody is trying to spread the word. Like this is a very cold, very fast moving river and you'll die. Like you'll die in there. And every year people die. And it's like, doesn't seem to matter if you tell them like, they still have this idea that they can, they can pull it off or they can do it or, or whatnot. So yeah. I, I feel like even if, Weird. even if they did see the behind the scenes and knew that what you were doing is dangerous, they'd still have that copycat kind of mentality. I don't know. I don't know why that, where that comes from. I don't know. Cause I know for myself, my photography, um, comes from inspiration in the moment like feeling something the way the clouds look the way the sky is or what's happening you know it's it's a it's a feeling so it would be hard for me to try to recreate something with any kind of genuine (laughs) you know what i mean it would just it would not probably turn out very good Totally. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. On that note, though, your photos, one of the things that I that I'm impressed with and and Holly, same thing. You're able to um, to capture the vibrancy of the sky and everything without I don't know. It seems like whatever editing you're using, the filters aren't washing things out or making things look unrealistic or making things look too washed out. So I don't know what you're doing there, but that's Mm -hmm. incredible. (laughs) it's like that that's the kind of stuff that i see and i'm like wow i'm just not there yet you know (laughs) gotcha yeah it's all lightroom um i i haven't ever used photoshop or anything like that um so it's it's honestly just 
playing around. Maybe if you have a long flight, you just kind of like mess around with all the sliders you haven't ever really tried or something on there. And that's kind of how it happened with me. But in general, I don't spend a lot of time on the editing process, like the back end stuff. I spend a lot and most of my my time in the photography process in in the front end researching where I should go and and at what time of the year and what time of day and things like that. And then sometimes it takes a long time to actually get out to those locations. So I would say the bulk of of my uh, photography process is on the front end. Um, and that's kind of where I shine in general. That's so true. Um, Cause like if you take a crappy photo and the light's bad, you can't, there's nothing you can do with it. It's just toast. It's done. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's so frustrating. Sure. So, so what advice do you have for people who, you know, maybe do feel um, either overwhelmed or jealous or inspired by some of the incredible stuff that they're seeing on the internet? Like what, what do you suggest to people that are maybe, um, you know, kind of stuck in that place? Ah, uh, man. Um, I think the wrong way to go about it kind of goes with what we we're talking about where it's like, maybe finding someone that you like and replicating. Uh, I think that's definitely the wrong way to go about it. Um, you can, you can basically find people that you look up to and try to figure out why and what, what makes them unique. You know, is it their words of encouragement? Are they, are they inspiring, like giving their own life stories? Are they, uh, is it their photo, mainly their photography, like their locations or whatever, like, kind of take overall concepts and try to apply them into potentially where you want to go or where you want to be in the next few years. And in general, it's just figuring out what makes you different than anyone else. Maybe like the weird quirks that you have are what make you unique. So like I was just saying, I shine on the front end, like finding locations to shoot. My parents tell me like that from when I was a baby, like, I don't know, maybe when I was like three or four, you know, I'd be in the car seat next to them and I'd call my mom out for missing a turn, you know, uh -huh. and like she was just like, she would just like, where did that come from? Like, how do you know these things? So like, I've always had You're a really, really ahead. strong sense of direction yeah, and like just a sense of awareness of like maps and, and kind of where the turns are and where we need to go. And, uh, and so that helps with finding locations when I'm on the ground where, where we show up to this lake in Glacier National Park. And I know exactly where I need to go to get that photo pretty instantly. Or even like, you know, if everyone is going off to the East Coast for the fall to shoot like uh, New England or something, let's go to Michigan instead. Because you need to like, be a little bit different and showcase different things so for me it's it's showcasing locations if you're into you know fashion you got to look at what's really popular right now and maybe not try to emulate that but like find your own thing and, and make it unique in some way you know i love that um, yeah. so that that's that's the main advice i guess is i mean to make it nowadays you have to figure out how to be different in some ways and it's it's not an easy process to find that. But once you do find what what makes you unique, then you just got to run with that, you know? Well, I think even as like social creatures, the, the things that make us different 
we've always kind of shied away from or been afraid of and tried to hide. So it's like counterintuitive to think, okay, what's the one thing that makes me not fit in? And that's the one thing that's going to make me stand out, you know, like in a good way. That's, yeah. That seems kind of like yeah. a funky concept, but I think you're absolutely right. Um, and so that's maybe a good message to our youth. Like, you know, don't, don't shy away from the one thing that, Definitely. that makes you different. Yeah. I like that. I like that a For lot. Sure. Gosh, it's like, we yeah. could have a whole conversation That's... on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the earlier on you, you learn that, I think the better, you know, when, when you come to peace with your quirks or what makes you unique, um, especially in the social media space, I think uh, I think it's a super, super relatable topic to pretty much everyone. Everyone thinks they're a little bit weird, you know? Yep. Um, so when you open up about it, even if the person reading it doesn't have that same weird characteristic, they have their own. So it's just, it's relatable in that way. Totally. You know? and, and with social media, I think it's like an exaggerated American culture where everyone's chasing the same things and playing it really really safe mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um so that's that's why i say like i think uh being honest and real with your followers it's not the easiest way to go about it it's hard to write those things but uh you'll be rewarded for you know the courage that it takes to write that and to put yourself out there. So I, I actually jotted a so. note earlier on that, on that to ask you, how do you deal with the hateful comments and things like that, or the naysayers or the negative people that are trying to squash you or shoot you down or disagree? How do I deal with them? Oh man. Um, I have to say, I don't get that much. Um, and the few that I get, if it's something about the environment, I fully, fully listen and like try to implement that into my next photos that I take. And I really take that stuff to heart, you know, like if I'm promoting bad behavior on the environment, um, that has a lot of weight when I get that comment. Mm -hmm. If it's someone just uh, being a jerk. <laughs> yeah like if it's just like an unwarranted hateful comment it's kind of like funny in some ways uh, I, I don't know it's I mean the first few times it happened obviously it wasn't but it's just as, as time goes on you realize it's just kind of a reflection of someone that's maybe having a bad day or something like that and generally I just don't answer them <laughs> and a lot of the times honestly like someone that follows me and that's a fan of me will like chime in for me right like, right get your you back know, kind of fight my battles and, and i don't really i don't really want to answer those comments but i also don't really want to delete them either like i think uh, sometimes when you delete a comment that's super hateful like they'll see that and it's and, almost and empowering yeah i I, yeah. Wrote, I wrote a memoir and it's um <laughs> i read a recent review and she was like this dumb girl made all these stupid decisions but her parents were really awesome and i'm thinking like this dumb girl is a real human that wrote this book <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and i was like well i have to remember that like you know every they're entitled to their opinion and <laughs> Um, this is the risk I took when I put this out there. And, but yeah, it's hard sometimes because as much as there is that element for human connection and the good positive meetings and exchanges and stuff, there is that like the trolls, the people that are just there being buttholes because it makes them feel better. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And they'll always be there. And, and that's kind of the beautiful thing about social media is like everyone has a voice, even if you have a terrible voice, like uh, it, it goes with every comment, like even if it's, uh, you know, someone with 10 followers, I still read their comment. Generally, I read almost all my comments. Wow. And awesome. um, so they, they have a strong voice even to reach you know like celebrities or, right. or whoever you know like the, the people with a lot of followers they're all on the same like level playing field and kind of the same goes with people that are feeling like really um apprehensive or overwhelmed at starting a a new account or something you know like i started in the exact same way and i didn't have any like fame or fortune to go off of so everyone's kind of uh, given the same opportunity in that way to start an account and you can post just as much as I can post. And I mean, that is I don't really, know. I, that's I just actually like a really the, cool concept. No, that is a really cool concept when you think about the level playing field like that. I haven't really thought about the platform in that way, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I mean, I was given a huge leg up because I started social when I was in Hawaii <laughs> um, and, and I wasn't a photographer or anything. I didn't have any big aspirations, but I was in freaking Hawaii. Right. <laughs> like everyone wants to see Hawaii. Everyone thinks the beautiful blue water and green mountains is like a really aesthetically pleasing photo. Right. So I, I was given that huge advantage. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I've been done, I've been doing a ton of just road tripping around the state since I got this van and. I've found really epic landscapes in most all the states that I go to. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a subtle mission of mine to prove that there's cool stuff everywhere. Yeah, especially uh, if you especially shoot it during golden hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to totally. But like I found some of the most epic landscapes in Michigan and Alabama and Texas and all these states that growing up in California, everyone's so prideful about about the west coast and california in general and you don't really want to go to alabama like who would go to alabama but you can drop into these intense huge caves with waterfalls and light rays wow looks like the amazon jungle you know it's awesome and it's in alabama wow <laughs> so i think that's i think that's great i think that's one of my favorite things about um your ig is that it is so vast and there is so much happening all the time and it's it's fun i mean some people say well that's just not real life and i feel the opposite i feel like for me you know this is a that's a really awesome break from real life you know <laughs> is to like for sure think about that there's this beautiful scenery somewhere and it's not that far from me you know it, or it's it's attainable in this lifetime that's a, that's a cool idea you know that's neat um so Definitely. on that note uh, you you mentioned recently that you were kind of in a creative rut and that sort of thing what do you do when when you're when you're in that space i've certainly been there um you know either feeling bored or disconnected mm. or whatever how do you handle that because this kind of is your job or it, it is your job <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, creative routes have been happening more and more, honestly. Um, I don't have a good answer to that one. For me, it's like I literally just wallow in it. <laughs> like, you know, like it takes me like I, I just realized that like I'm not feeling it. So like I just you know kind of take do a it. break and, yeah. and lay around and i'm completely unproductive for 
however long it takes until like I'm so unproductive and so lazy that I'm like, okay, I got to get out. I need to do something. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know? Um, so like, you know, I watch a lot of movies and TV and Netflix, whatever, you know, like um, until I just feel so la- incredibly lazy that I've like wasted the last week of my life. And now I'm all fired <laughs> up to go make use of the next week, you know? So like, it's not, it's definitely not rocket science and it's probably not the best way to go about it. Um, but a big one, like I was in a big rut, um, towards the beginning of this year. And, and a lot of the times it's also just kind of switching my view, like instead of traveling, which I've been doing for the last five years, I just stayed at home with my parents and my family. And I, that's when I converted the van. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of like learned something new, like learned how to build something Mm -hmm. and, and just get my mind off of what I'm in the rut about and yeah just i don't know i like that i'm also really into also really into frisbee golf right now right i love frisbee (laughs) i've never played frisbee golf but i love frisbee that it's just super fun um and i think frisbee golf would be awesome because you've got to like try to actually get it in there and yeah that that would be rad yeah um just something super different something different right something off take a break from what you're doing yeah yeah. I know for me, I like to reflect back on like old photo albums and things like that. And then it's like, oh, wow, I, I was, you know, I did have some talents or whatever. And those sorts of things like kind of then fire me up. But I do. I'm like with you. I have to walk away from it completely and just be like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> not yeah. doing it. Um, so, yeah, that's a good way to go. So my last question, because I know that you've got you've got to get on with your day is um, so when you reflect on your accounting job and your, you know, your day job six years ago, what would you go back and tell your old self now? Knowing what you know now about the life that you've lived and the way that it's gone. Um, I really don't like that question. <laughs> I've got it before. So I would I would honestly I would if I was given the chance to do that, like I could say yes or no, I would say no. You know, I, I wouldn't tell myself anything cause I think it would screw everything up. Cause looking back on it, like, you know, I, I'm really, really grateful to be where I'm at right now because I didn't come from this background. Uh, it took a long time for me to realize that I needed to pursue selfish passions of mine. Cause I mean, at the time it was selfish and now looking back like you were saying it was necessary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's i think we need more people that that have those desires to like figure out what makes them unique and and what you can offer to the world um not a lot of people do that a lot of people just kind of see a job as like a means to an end you know yeah. or like yeah kind of just assume like yeah one day i'll get a job and i'm gonna hate it but that's life you know that was yeah. kind of my mentality yeah going into it I- um but I needed I needed that like sinking feeling I needed to go through college and and all these bad things to eventually push me to do it for myself in like such a genuine and like almost like life or death way like push me into that road trip and then like I found this passion because I was in such like a reckless mentality because of all the hardships that I went through right before then so if I went back and told myself like, Oh, it's going to be good. Like, Oh, like check out all these photos of the polar bears. Like you're going to be shooting polar bears in five years. That would screw everything up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yeah. So I, yeah. I, it just, it needed to happen in the way that it did. 
And uh, the contrast of, of where I was five years ago versus where I'm at now is like, that's kind of what, what made it all possible, you know? So I would almost say just kind of in listening to what you're saying, your message to yourself, thing like find the courage to, to find your uniqueness. That's almost what it sounds like to me. For sure. Like find the courage to, to be you, like to be who you really want to be and who you really are. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) That's That's, that's, really uh, great. For sure. Wow. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all these different perspectives. I feel like each one of these has a tangent that I could have gone off on like a half hour, <laughs> but that would yeah, require totally. like maybe a, a campsite and some coffee, and <laughs> some, <laughs> you know, that yeah. longer term, like kind of chill and, and chat because a lot of these things that you brought up, I feel like super good, just psychological questions to think about and review. So I appreciate that. Um, that kind of more eye-opening perspective i really do well i'm glad to hear that yeah there there are big questions and i can expound quite a bit on all of them as well but uh yeah I well if you, you have, talking if to me. you ever get together with ryan and you guys are ever up in you know the the georgetown placerville auburn area definitely let me know yeah Awesome. Uh, I I keep telling him on his comments, I want to see him strap one of those lines from the Forest Hill Bridge across the canyon. I think that would be epic. Oh, yeah. That would be so awesome. Yeah, he's still based around there, huh? He's he's in, like, Sacramento, I believe. I think so, because I see a lot of – he just did Folsom, and I see a lot of his pictures, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Swansboro, or oh, my gosh, that's, you know, different places that I recognize right right near me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, What are you doing in Alaska? So, um, my in-laws actually own a fishing lodge here. So we fish for halibut and salmon and kind of stock the freezer and do all that. We explore around and hike and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. We come up every year. It's fun. Do you see any bears? Yeah, actually they've, they've already seen a ton. Um, I didn't see any on the way in just now, but there's usually this one spot where we see them. I did see a burn pile that I thought was a black bear, (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) but, um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty, it's kind of like they say you step off the bus and you're, you know, part of the food chain. (laughs) Have you been up this way yet? I've driven it. Yeah. Um, I haven't done any like deep, uh, bush plane exploring or anything like that. It's on the list for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. Well, if you ever need a good guide, um, I'll, I'll definitely connect you cause my father-in-law is very sporty and, uh, you, you guys would have a good time. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Alaska yeah. is a huge one on my list. So might take you up well, on Prince that. Of- Prince of Wales is really fantastic too. It's, it's so gorgeous, but, um, I, I think later on this week, we're going to take the plane and go over. Um, I read this book called the last wave or the greatest wave, something by Susan Casey and this big tsunami, like leveled this, this entire Island. And they, and you can see where the trees split in half where the tsunami hit. So we're going to fly over that. I think it's Latuya Bay and we're going to fly over that and check it out and stuff from the air. So I got a new wow. GoPro on Amazon. Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah. you're gonna strap it. You should strap it to the plane or something. I've seen some cool shots like that. <laughs> I was seriously thinking about that. I brought like Velcro and yeah. stuff, and I have the remote controls. So I was actually thinking about that, but knowing me, I'd stick it on the wrong spot, and it'd be like, be a, it'd be like a drone disaster. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah you gotta secure it for sure (laughs) (laughs) well i'll let you know if i get any good stuff i'll let you know (laughs) sounds good sounds good yeah well i'll connect with you offline and thanks so much again for coming on on our podcast yeah thank you michaela this has been a bu find happy podcast (laughs) for more inspiration check out our links bye 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 bye